With Sherry. Today we're going to speak with award-winning illustrator Jeff Weiner. Here's Jeff. Hi Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi Sherry, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, and I'm okay, how are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. Um, how is everything in your end of the world? COVID is back here in Las Vegas, uh, but I don't think uh, anybody is really paying too much attention to it, other than a lot of masks and voluntary social distancing. So we'll see how long it lasts. Hopefully not too long. I hope. I uh, This new one is worse, it seems so. I hope so. I hope. Um, and it seems to be hitting children, which is scary. It's all scary. Yeah. It's all scary. It is. Um, yeah, we have it here, same thing here in San Diego, um, social distancing and masks. I think that's intelligent, sensible, you know, <laughs> protect yourself. Um, is it broiling hot there? Actually, the weather is, bro is seems to have been, a, you know, a little bit of a break. It was, you know, 90s, not uh, over, I mean, we're in the desert, but we're not in the same kind of desert. Um, well, you know what I mean. It's not as hot. Um, if I went to Palm Springs, it would be hot, but San Diego's not that hot. Um, but it was in the 90s, like mid, like 95 to 97 for like, and, and high humidity, which we're not used to in August. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, there's no humidity out here. So that, that's the, that's always the, you know, the uh, kind of the, 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 the silver lining because they'll say, well, it's, a, it's only 100, and, you know, it's 113, but it's dry heat. Yeah, okay. See, that's what it's we're... Still, it's still 113. Well, that's what we're used to in August and September, sometimes October. It gets really hot, but it was dry heat. But this year, it's so humid. I mean, that usually is just June, but it's the whole summer has been humid. I mean, we just sweat through everything. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much fun at all. Yeah, it's icky. Um, I'm not a fan of humidity. It, it wreaks havoc with my allergies. <laughs> yeah, 
and you don't, and you just feel awful too. You feel yucky. Yeah. Was that your word, yucky? Yucky. No, was that my word? No, yucky. Yucky. Yucky's appropriate. I like yucky. Yucky's very expressive. It's a technical term. Yeah. It's like um, when I, I I don't know what something is, and I call it a thingy. Yeah, well, that I happen to think should be part of everyone's vernacular. <laughs> uh, can you hand me that thingy? Exactly. And it's your responsibility to know what that is. Because I have no idea. I just know what, how to use it. Because you're supposed to understand what I, what I mean, not what I say, and I can hold you responsible for it. That way I'm not responsible for anything. So, yeah, that's, that works out perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, silly ways humans communicate. You know, we now have all these devices to communicate. We're still horrible at communicating. <laughs> Boy, that's the truth. It's just funny. It's sad, but it's funny. Um, I Half of that probably because people don't know what, what they're really thinking anyways. Yeah, that's they're not thinking. They're just doing, and then, and then they do things, and then they go, I should, probably should have thought about that first. Also, people project their own history onto other people. So if you have an expression on your face that in their own mind, from their own life and their own experiences, is mean or bad or something, even though you might just be concentrating. You don't, you're not being mean or bad or anything. You're just concentrating on something. But they see a mean face because of their history. They project that on you. It's another thing that humans do all the time. <laughs> So it works. It's not easy. I know. It's not easy being it's green. It's not easy being human. <laughs> I like green. I like Kermit's song. <laughs> it's not easy being a frog. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Not easy being green. Um, I have a Kermit on my desk looking at me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love Kermit. Anyway. Um, yeah. Miss Piggy was the Miss Piggy was the, uh, the mascot when I was young. Oh, you were everybody loved Miss Piggy. You loved Miss Piggy. I, yeah, I wasn't too fan of her, but uh, the rest of the house was. I like I she was all right, but I, I was more a Kermie girl. Um, Kermie sang the Nine Inch Nails song. Uh, did you? Oh, never mind. Okay, we're gonna I'm gonna get way off base on this one. Okay. Yeah. We'll stick, we'll stick, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, but I don't. I actually don't know what that is. You'll have to tell me later. Um. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, it's a band. It's it's a band. Nine Inch Nails. You don't know what Nine Inch Nails is? No. I don't know. I I I'm more of a, I love music, but I'm more like uh, I I like the music, but I don't always know the band or the a singer. Sometimes um, somebody will say, oh, that's this person's song. I, oh, is that who sang it? I really like that song. I had no idea. That's what I'm always saying. <laughs> no, Kermit sings, um, Kermit sings uh, several songs. The Nine Inch Nails song called Closer, which Johnny Cash also did. And uh, that Kermit, yeah. I just don't recognize, maybe if I heard the song, I would know it, but I, I don't recognize the name. But, I mean, I, 
that I have a very selective memory at my age. <laughs> um, I, my first question really is basically uh, on art. Who was your inspiration? Who was your favorite artist? Or do, um, do you remember going on a trip to the gallery or, or a museum and going, wow, I want to do that? Or how did your art come about? Um, the, I would say the greatest influence on my art has been uh, Rob Pryor. Uh, initially and early on, um, of course, Boris Vallejo and Frank Frazetta, those two, you know, the Tarzan and Conan and all, oh, that was, I liked the warrior women and the kind of the metaphor to the creatures and they're, you know, oftentimes some, you know, the creatures were not eating the women, they were like compadres and out hunting or whatever the hell they were doing and it was uh thought it was male female metaphor was cool i like the a break i like the, the this ferocious scary looking monster and as a as the male metaphor i, I liked all that so those were the that was a that i always thought those were amazing um but the single person that's been the biggest influence is a guy named rob Pryor. rob Pryor is the guy that said Said I said I had something, and uh, his work is his brilliant. Uh, he's his stuff's been at the Louvre. He's uh, he's uh, done all kinds of live performances with paints with two hands. Uh, he's did a lot of work with Stan Lee prior to Stan Lee passing. Yeah, just a just 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 absolutely brilliant, brilliant artist, but also a really good guy like a very positive and uh, humble and help you get it done kind of guy. So, yeah. When you, um, when did you start uh, actually uh, doing your art? Were you a kid or did you do it in college? How did you start? I do, um, I do, uh, a different kind of art. I'm actually blown away I got uh, any kind of recognition at the Widers of the Future because I don't do traditional illustration. Uh, um, I don't pretend to be able to do that. I think those people are have a gift from God. What I can do is super technical um, with some artistic components to it, clearly, but it's different. So what I do is... Uh, what I do is called compositing. So I'll take, for example, like the cover I did for the submission um, for the uh, for the book coming out. Um, I took the photo of a of a boy. I built a CG world, computer graphic world of uh, with a uh, with a door and the moon in the background, and then I created. I, I took different textures and so on and I created a, a creature uh, in the doorway that ref with reflections and light and all that kind of stuff so um, the, so, so the nuances of what I my craft are a little bit different uh, I uh, then uh, and I come from a tech background
now. So to me, that makes all the that makes all the sense in the world. I wanted to use, you know, I wanted to use a CG. I wanted to use Blender. I wanted to use Photoshop. I wanted to use any kind of ZBrush. Um, you know, assets that are available. I take three three D CG assets and you know, been able to kind of maneuver them in real time and then and then integrate and composite them into. It's pretty similar to what they do with Avengers or any of these kind of movies, you know. Uh, there's a certain amount of of real people and things, and then the rest of it is all computer generated and um, and then uh, composited and lit and dust and elements and atmosphere and all that stuff. So, that, so being a technical that, that stuff always was, was a great appeal to me. And uh, and art was just a, actually it was just um, a good release. And that's how that's how I got into it. After uh, Rob, I met Rob and uh, maybe ten years, twelve years ago, and he was the inspiration. And I started getting into it um, with his uh, with his um, you know with his kind of nudging. She's also a technical term. Nudging. <laughs> Nudging's a great term. Nudging's a good nudging. term. Yeah. You have to have yeah. somebody to nudge you. Nudging is like a very important and powerful thing. That's where mentors come in. And parents. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so some of you have great respect for their work who believes that you're you know, can do things as well, uh, and recognizes the baby steps as can be quite a, a significant impact. Was for me. So when you're doing and I had my first gallery show, the first guy I called and said, I got a gallery show. A a soul Soul Gallery, just my stuff, 40 pieces, was him. That's really and cool. The first, like, the first guy I called said, dude, dude. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a big deal. Any first gallery show is a big deal. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Um, no, I was going to ask, because you were talking about how you create your art, and you were comparing it to like the way they do movies. So do you like put the little sensors on somebody's face and like they do for like different movies to create like um, blue people or aliens and things like that? <laughs> no, so we just did. I just did a series. This actually the gallery showing me how now is all of, all of the images in there are based on the uh, Boris Vallejo and Frank Frazetta images. I, I wanted to, and I'll answer this because it's kind of a roundabout way, but I wanted to be able to recreate those fantasy drawings and paintings. Are you familiar with those guys? No, I'm afraid not. Conan, you know, the, uh, how about the early Tarzan stuff? Tarzan. Rice Tar yeah, Tarzan uh, I do because my dad has. Tarzan has. Tarzan, Conan, all those. Tarzan, I know, because my dad had all of the books. <laughs> okay, so, so you know that style. It's it's, yeah. it's a very, it's a painted, it's painted, but it's, there's kind of this, you know, super muscular guy. Well, and then with the Conan, there was a, then there'd be the, the anyways, these guys uh, at the time, you know, the Conan and, and Tarzan and um, Princess of Mars, Ever Rice Burroughs, a lot of the guys, a lot of these two, these these, these painters were creating these fantasy images, and they had these 
creatures and they made these crazy looking creatures and uh and of course painted they painted the rest the whole thing is painted so i wanted to try and push uh the envelope a little bit and recreate that with um with real models so i teamed up with a I teamed up with a local photographer. You know, I did that. We did. I blocked out the, each drawing that we were going to have. You know, each each of the kind of poses and references and light sources and uh, uh, and angles and so on. And then um, we had the models uh, shot. The models shot eighteen models. And then um, and then. And then brought them into uh, Photoshop and added uh, some some CG creatures uh, and, and and computer graphics, like from work, uh, one of the guys that uh, that uh, have uh, some of his creatures works for ILM. You know what ILM is? Yeah. No, probably not. Yeah. No, I know Did ILM. Industrial Light Magic. Yeah. So real, like real, you know, world class. This is really just these are just amazing. In fact, the creatures are better. Are, are more precise and better than the uh, than the actual humans. When you get down to it, you have to actually. But anyway, so um, so we got these. Uh, so I got so I brought those brought the brought the models in, and then and then took it from there and built armor and you know build hair and build CG worlds and and then add creatures and lighting and you know if it's tattoos or if it's horns or if it's tails or or whatever, whatever the hell it might be, or if they're yellow or green or purple or, or you know, iridescent or actually none of them were like that because these were these were all none of them were looking too alien. This was not kind of an alien thing. This was um, very much, uh, I mean, literally styled after those Frank Frazetta and Boris Vallejo illustrations. So I tried to. There was a couple of them we actually did almost almost one to one with regards to. Here's the here's the here's the painting from the 50s, and here's a CG uh, a real a real model and a CG representation of it, and so and that's what we wanted to do, and that turned into this gallery show. So so no, I don't I, I use real people, and then but so use real people, um, and then you bring it into an environment where you. Uh, you add things and modify things. You paint inside of it, and uh, but it's different than an illustration. You know, an illustration is drawing, starting with the lines, and uh, you know, rarely start with lines. I generally start with a blocks of image or blocks of color or blocks of texture, and uh, and then work from there. It's a little different workflow. Interesting. And um it, when you're doing the work is it, are you doing several at once are you doing one at a time or how does that work well when we're the the gallery thing for example it was let's this seems like a good idea to to recreate these paintings um from that idea to about 40 45 pieces you know, 18 models, 45 pieces, and a gallery show was about two and a half months. So we that was that one when it blew that one out. That's a lot, a lot of work. Um, that's a lot. That was a lot of work. That was a lot, you know, a lot of work between the shoots and the. Um, 
so if it comes to, at speed, you know, the output is pretty good. You know, my output is pretty good. But if it's just cruising along, um, you know, there's without any deadline, then you can kind of mess with a little bit and mess with another one a little bit and maybe have a couple going at the same time. And there's no urgency to finish. If there's a deadline or if there's a gallery showing, then you got to get it done. Then you got to blow it out. You have to get, get ratchet down and then you can get, you know, two, three pieces a day done. Uh, and each piece is probably three or four hours to do. And when you're setting it up, do you have a, it in your mind that this is the way I'm going to do it? Do you like block it? This goes there, this goes here, this goes there? Or is it something that you, um, you, you're doing like improvising and going off the top of your creativity or how does it work? Well, these first, this, this gallery showing was really a tribute to these classic um, paintings that were used in sci-fi fan and fantasy. So it was, it was pretty easy. I mean, I, there's a lot of them out there, so it's very easy to pull a reference and say, here's, here's the cover, here's something that was done for Conan. Here was a cover for Conan. Okay, well, what do we have? We have, you know, a big guy standing there. We have uh, oh, he's standing on a pile, or, you know, standing on a pile of uh, skulls, and there's a, he's kind of protecting a, um, a, a woman, and there's, you know, he's looking pretty fierce with the big, with the big sword and stuff, and. You know, you know where the light source is coming from, and the primary colors, and the color palette, and so on. It's like, you know, it's right there, right? And so that's not rocket science. So we're on those kinds of things, um, in order to stay, I mean, it was really the objective was to try to stay true to what those what those guys did then, and uh, and not, and so it was pretty. It was it was very technical. It was very technical. The poses were extremely technical. We laid them out, laid them out in three D, three D first, with, um, with with these block, these block characters in three D lit, lit them, took different, you know, joint angles and pictures to get the lighting right. Brought the models in. The models we had all of the uh, design, all of the poses were set, um, in in a you know uh, pre vis kind of thing. So we would say, here's the next, here's the next pose. Here's what's important about it. We need the angle of the. We need your shoulder to angle down here. We need the leg to go over here. We need look at your face. You're you're here. You're really, you're like a fierce warrior, or you know, or you're you're looking into the distance, or you know, whatever it might be, to try to um, convey the, emote the right the emote the right thing. And um, yeah, so we would have we would have these poses. These poses would all be set. Some models would hit them quick. And so we could get, you know, 10 poses out in an hour and a half and some didn't and you'd even get three poses out. So, um, but it was critical to hit it the right way with the, um, according to the setup, according to pre the pre-visualization, which was based on the, uh, all of the work that uh, these guys had done and we had studied their, their, their art. So you could see uh, how the shadow, you know, how the light was going to run along any portion of an arm or leg. You could see what part was in shadow, how they were using the shadow to evoke an emotion or evoke mystery. And, and so in that recall, in, in that regard, because it was such a 
on a, and like just just trying to pay tribute to these guys, it was it became super technical. It became super technical to try to do as best as possible. And some of it we just you know some of it went off script on because um, it was because it became there was just a lot of good poses that came out of it, um, which presented themselves as you know a cool opportunity to uh, you know to add wings or or to add horns or or whatever it might be and turn them into you know and and build an environment that was similar to those what the paintings were. Um, did t- I did uh, did kind of go more to the uh, added they were a lot of that stuff these guys they were very minimalistic with but I did add a lot of uh, I added a pretty rich uh, very rich um, backgrounds and and uh, and cranked up the colors a lot but you know, I guess that's that's kind of just my two cents worth on it when it comes to the other stuff that we're doing like for example uh, cyberpunk now we're doing some I'm gonna do some cyberpunk stuff and with that um, we're you know gonna take I think there's uh, some really amazing uh, CG um, hover bikes. They look like a retro. They look like retro hover bikes, which is like retro sci-fi. And, and so, yeah. So we're gonna so we're taking those assets and then and then positioning them and then mo- and having the model. It, it starts getting technical there as well with regards to the models and where they're gonna have to be sitting relative to the where the where the where the bikes are and so on. But there's not as much of a there's no real basis to reference it from like the um, like the fantasy stuff. So that'll be that'll be that'll be a lot freer. And the other the other ones are cyborg uh, cyborg kinds, um, which are really fun. Um, and in that you can go um, minimalistic, you do a minimalistic thing, but with you know turning people into cyborgs and partial cyborgs and plastics and all kinds of different um, like rubber materials and things for the joints and and um, and so on, and uh, but you can but using uh, lighting, especially uh, um, highly high high contrast lighting, to, uh, to to just kind of create the, evoke this like this this feeling of the future without having to build a whole uh, space station or sci-fi city or, or whatever whatever the hell it might be. So it just really keeps your focus on. Keep your focus on the person because it's a real person, and then, and then how they are presenting and how they look like a cyborg, and then, and then these, the perception of a futuristic world with the lighting uh, and the highlights, uh, in order you know, rather than having to build a whole world. If any of that makes sense at all. Yeah, it does. Um, you were saying something about retro bikes. Are you talking about like? A bicycle or motorcycle? Or what, what what did you mean by that? Uh, no, there's some. Uh, there are. Um, uh, in, 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 there are models. So, if you're not familiar with this world, let's see. How, let's see. Um, <clears throat> so there are um, there are um, objects, models, uh, which are. Uh, Created in uh, in, uh, in in uh, 3D programs like Maya and and uh, Blender and Cinema 4D and, and 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 all kinds of programs, right? So they make these models, like a spaceship is a model, right? Mm-hmm. And 
Okay, so that's excuse a reference. So it's like a spaceship in Star Wars as a model. Okay, so now what they what, what these what, what these what these guys have done, which I thought was super compelling, was they were taking you know like the Vespa from the fifties, right, and converting it into a hover bike. Like so, it doesn't have wheels; it has jets, and uh, and it and it's you know kind of dirty and beat up. Um, so it's like so retro sci-fi. So it's like retro um a retro you know vespa you know what a vespa is yeah yeah no. yeah okay. i actually you had yeah. one so yes i do <laughs> yeah okay so it was like so, so it's a vespa and then they also taken you know um some of the old big fender cars and 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 turned brought some of those you know converted them into you know flying cars with with you know all the sci-fi tuck stuff tucked kind of underneath and just really, it's just really cool. It's just, it's just, re- it's just really cool. It's a really interesting mix of, of, of old and new, and and then and and, and 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 weathered, and so it's really cool. I, I was super, I was super impressed with it and the detailing, and then, you know, like certain parts would be as, as as silly as a, you know, a backup mirror, you know, little mirrors that used to stick off the side of the of your bike or whatever, and then you have this, you know, incredibly powerful, um, hover. Um, hover Vespa or hover car. It was just fun, so it's cool. So that's what that's what I meant. Okay, I was just curious. I was like, I was, I was thinking uh, steampunk or something. Um, so I was just curious what you were talking about. No, no, it's cool. Steampunk. So steampunk is more like the it's more like eighteen hundreds sci-fi from the eighteen hundreds, uh, right? This right. Is, right. This we is put more modern like... stuff into it, like like. Uh, um, like a bicycle or something like that, and or they have engines that makes a a balloon go faster, or like um, stuff like that. Steampunk. Yeah, yeah. My girl, my girls write with Todd McCaffrey. They got twenty books out on steampunk with a, in a steampunk universe. Yeah. Now this is, this is a little different. It's um, uh, it's it's if if this was the year thirty thirty, it would be retro, it would, you know. But it's not, so it's it's future retro. Anyways, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, my next question is, uh, how did you um, how did you find out about writers and illustrators of the future, and what compelled you to enter? Uh, my daughters were presenters at the, uh, and I know John and the crew down there. When um, so I was aware aware of of, of um, you know obviously aware of the organization. And all the people and stuff, and um, but uh, when COVID hit, uh, literally, I was COVID hit. The business things I was working on, you know, came to a stop, and just kind of just staring at the ceiling, like, okay, <laughs> now what? Uh, and my daughter said, you know, Dad, why don't you just do your art? You boys love to do it, and you know, you need to stay home anyways. Uh, so why not? So so I thought she was right. Smart kid. And uh, yeah, so so I went after it, and then I started doing it, and and that got, I started getting some recognition and whatever, and that was that was good and compelling. And then Todd, I don't know if you know who Todd McCaffrey is, a good friend of mine. Um, Todd says you should answer, man. He goes your stuff is your stuff is great. You should enter. 
like this is again like uh, you should enter you should enter you should enter it's a waste of time Todd. I, I'm not I don't do illustrator I'm not an illustrator I, I'm doing a different you know I'm not an illustrator I'm not Ill, I'm not you know I've got no chance at all yeah so he said your stuff is your stuff is great um, I don't know if you know Todd or not but Anyways, his, when he thinks that the things, not only does he have a master in fine art, but he's also written all the, you know, he's written the Pern books, and he's he's pretty pretty substantial um, in 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 that world. And uh, mm-hmm. so I said, okay, well, what the hell, all right, I'll do it. And then I submitted, and I totally forgot about it. And uh, how did you find out that you won? Joni called me. And I know I didn't talk to him. Okay. What are you talking about? Are you sitting down? I go, well, yeah. Do I need to be sitting down? What's up? You won. I won what? You won the illustrator. Of the, uh, yes. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It's cool. It was really, it was really nice. She was, she was really cool about it. <laughs> so that's how I found him. <laughs> that's so funny. What are you talking about? What? What? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I didn't. I, mean, I, I submitted and complete and immediately thought because it's non because what I'm doing is is not traditional illustration that it was it wouldn't be considered a part of um, what someone would you know be you know wouldn't it would fall, wouldn't fall under an illustrator definition technically, but. I'm glad they did it because the stuff that this is really the stuff that's emerging. Like if you look at all the posters, um, movie posters, and um, um, a lot of the television graphics, um, it's all it, they're all doing what I'm doing. And all the stuff, all the art inside of the all, all this photorealistic stuff inside of all the um, all the games. Um, on things that I'm coming like Unreal Engine 5 doing virtual sets like on Mandalorian and all that stuff is what I'm doing they're not no, no, you don't draw by hand anymore unless you're doing you know initial block outs or concepts and, and I'm, not, I'm not dismissing that let me restate um, in addition to the, the you know the tried and true of uh, true artists that can uh, can um, can draw and paint and like Rob and, and others. Um, there's another set of people like myself that are coming out that are, uh, that are kind of embracing a new set of tools, new set of palettes that, and tools that allow us to do some pretty cool stuff. And that's kind of what's evolving. Um, and that's what a lot of people are seeing in their daily lives with regards to posters, uh, like, you know, movie posters, for example, those graphics are uh, all done by, you know, people like me. Um, most of, a lot of the television titling and, and so on. Yeah. That's cool. That's what's happening. <laughs> um, and are you looking forward to meeting the other uh, winners at the uh, workshop? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll tell. I'm probably old enough to be their grandfather. 
Well, I think, you know, that's always cool to have a uh, person that's older than the rest because people love that. You're going to be the center of attention, so enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. But, okay, I, I'll take that as a positive. Yeah, of course I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I like the crew down there, too, you know. John and Joni and the whole crew, good, good set of people. And... um uh, do you know what book you're going to be in? 37. 37. Okay. And um, and I I think I've heard heard from other people who are illustrators that they did you submit several or did you only submit one? For what? Writers of the future. I mean, writers and illustrators of the future. Did you for the initial submission? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the requirements were. I know what I did. I I, I, I created five book covers. One was uh, horror. One was supernatural. One was romance. One was sci-fi. One, two, three, four. And I think one was fantasy. So one was dragons. One was, you know. So I took five different genres and made five covers from five different genres, and uh, submitted them as my. Okay. What I, you know, my submission. That's what I was going to ask. I, and um, I, I don't think you guys don't know which one uh, got picked, right? So, will you be surprised? Would, uh, oh, you I have... no. The initial submission was. The initial submission is you just submit and see if you're going to get accepted, and from that um, you get the work. There's the winners that are chosen. So from those initial uh, submissions. And I think there may have been only three I could submit. I can't remember. But I remember each one was a different genre to show, here's what a horror book would like, here's a supernatural book would look like, here's a romance book, here's what a fantasy book. I think it was four. I can't remember. Anyways, so based on those, then you get your you, uh, win or don't win or, or whatever. And then uh, and then you get assigned to a, um, a creative director, art director, who's supposed to help you create your final piece. For the uh, for the actual competition submission and the grand prize, which no one knows who that is, who won or didn't win that. Yeah, so that's that's the process, and then the and then that art director is supposed to help you, uh, you know, get your art together, I guess. And. Um and you have to, you know, read a short story and, and create the art, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see the process. Yeah. So I got to, so that you, as a winner, you get to sign this story and then you read the story and create a, um, and create art based on something in it. So that's, you know, that's your, that's, that's the drill. Um, I want to, I personally wanted to be able to talk to the author, uh, to be able to, you know, just kind of get a feeling what was in their head, uh, right, and see if I could bring that emotion out and that point of view out, because sometimes it's not what, you know what I'm saying, like, you read the book and you have one point of view, but the author was trying to actually get a different point across or whatever, and I wanted to be true to the author, at any rate, we couldn't do that, which kind of sucked, but anyways... Yeah, so we, so so I developed a, I developed a, a, an image that uh, told the story of the book, and um, to the best of my ability. 
So you're going to meet that person when you go to the workshop, right? I don't know. Well, from what I understand, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Um. Anyway. Um. Uh. So, are you um doing anything uh, uh new right now? That uh like, are you doing a new gallery show or anything that you want the public to know about? Um. The gallery show. The gallery show goes through the end of the month here in Las Vegas. Uh. At the, in the Arch District, there's forty. 45 pieces, 50 pieces. I can't remember exactly how many, um, but it's a single, it's all me, which is pretty cool, which is pretty, which is a super honor. Um, I did them all with a guy named Ron McGee as a photographer, and he also did, you know, he did the lighting on site, uh, on the set, and um, and 16 different models, all from Vegas. So, yeah, so that'll be done. Uh, that'll be done at the end of the month, and I think the art moves into another gallery after that, and um, and then maybe one other, one or two other things um, uh, here in Vegas. The I'm focusing on the next the next project, which is uh, which is going to be this. Um, I think I, this this the sci-fi the sci I mean cyborgs and sci-fi stuff sounds like pretty good so that, so that's you know, if you make 50 or 60 pieces on one in one genre you're kind of like eh, maybe I should maybe I should do just take a break or do some something from something different you know from just some different angle for a little while and then circle back so that, I think that's what's going to happen next I don't I, I don't know if that'll turn up in a gallery or how that's going to go there is an opportunity to do uh, to do some work to make some stuff for Halloween for uh, you know what I don't know if you know what a succubus is uh, it's a basically a, a demon, like demon, um, demon women that you know um, enhance, you know, entice men uh, with their looks, and then uh, and then kill them and eat them, that kind of thing. So there, it's a combination of demon women and wings and red and fire and tails and stuff. I mean, there, there may be an opportunity for that. So. We'll see. I like to. I'd like to personally like to start to get more into the, uh, get more into uh, large environmental designs, and um, um, world building. But so especially world building. So the what you were talking about. That's like the sirens of Greece that brought uh, ships into uh, crashes. That their songs lured men to their death. That kind of thing. Oh, oh those. Well, those are yeah, those are like mermaids. Like, yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of mermaids, a lot of mermaids. I've done hundreds and hundreds of mermaids. Brought mermaids. In fact, the prior to doing the gallery thing, I I was uh, I was taking uh, working with a guy that did uh, the monsters from did all the creatures um, for a Discovery Channel and um, not all of them, but uh, for that and IMAX and a couple of other mass you know cinematic uh, releases. Um, who built uh, dinosaurs for that? And I was taking uh, Instagram mermaids, Instagram mermaids, and compositing them. I still was compelled with this, this, this Boris, you know, this Frank Vallejo idea of 
the creature of the beautiful woman and the creature. And so I was doing that with mermaids and, uh, and, uh, these gigantic sea creatures, these gigantic dinosaurs. It was really fun. There's a lot of it. I got a lot of it on my Instagram. We did hundreds of them. Uh, but now those were, those are, those cyber, those are cybers. Those are more like uh, mermaids. This is more like a, you just imagine a woman in a bikini, uh, with gigantic wings, who's pro- probably red, uh, and has a tail, uh, and um, will you know, and that, and you pretty much, pretty much got what a succubus is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my imagination's too good. Anyway, um, we're coming just, to the. You put it in. You put it in Google, and you'll see. Like, oh my God! Look at all this stuff. Some of them have hoofs. Some of them have, you know, armor, some of them are glowing eyes, some of them have long claws, some of them look very alluring, some of them look scary as hell. I mean, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's cool. Okay. Um, we're coming to the end. Um, do you have a website? Um, I do. It's uh, jwcreative.art. And are you on social media? What is your handle? Are you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? both things. Instagram is the same, jwcreative.art. Okay. Um, I don't really use Facebook very much. Okay. And Twitter? Not even a little. Okay. So basically Instagram. How about Pinterest? Only for creative work. I haven't put anything up on that. Okay. In other words, idea boards. So no, the answer is no. Okay. All right. Um, I yeah, want... appreciate it. Okay. No, I just if you do, like, I mean, artists, a lot of artists do both Instagram and Pinterest. That's why I always ask. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I, want, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I hope I, I hope I gave you some something new and interesting, maybe a different perspective on different kind of art than you've uh, than you had discussions with in the past. And uh, it was my pleasure. I appreciate your time very much. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry.